Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Um, I want us to focus on that. I had my buddies from Greece. I called them up and I said, I want to know how do you pronounce this word, this Greek word? And they were so excited to share that with me. It, it sounds phonetically, it sounds like koinonia, right? Koinonia, I'm sorry, but it's not koinonia. It's pronounced kinonia, kinonia. All right. So that's fellowship. All right. Fellowship, kinonia. And and what we find is that kinonia, uh, hopefully, as we're getting into this, kinonia or fellowship is, is, a, is as important as worship is. Not that worship, uh, we're not talking about the singing kind of worship. We're talking about the life of worship. We learned that all last week. But that kinonia is as important Fellowship is as important as worship is to those that are called Christians. So the word kinonia, that fellowship, that word appears 20 times in the Bible, depending on what version of the Bible you're using. And um, it means to have in common, to have in common. It means communion. And it also means a society, society, communion. It means having in common. Now, friendliness, somebody say friendliness. friendliness. Friendliness and friendship is not fellowship. Let me say that again. Friendliness and friendship is not fellowship. And too many times we mix those, just like we've done with praise and worship. We make worship something about singing and listening to music. And it's not those things. There's more to that. And just like there's more in worship, there's more in fellowship. So let's not mistaken friendliness and friendship for fellowship. Friendliness and friendship can uh, be given to everyone. You can give friendship to everyone. You can give friendliness to everyone. But just like worship, fellowship, say fellowship out loud. Fellowship is exclusively given and received between God's children. We give fellowship um, to God. We give fellowship in our intimate uh, relationship at home. And most importantly, we give worship to one another. We give worship to one another. Friendship and friendliness isn't obligatory. But fellowship amongst Christians is a command. Jesus demanded that we, we fellowship. It's not optional. It's a command out of John chapter 13, 35. Jesus said this. Jesus said, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. We've made the proof and the evidence that we are Jesus' disciples, how much Bible we read and know. How many songs we know, how often we go to church, uh, what foods we abstain from or the things that we don't eat or eat, how we dress or how don't we dress, how we look. No, Jesus said, put the verse back up, put the verse back up. Jesus said that your love for what? For what? 
will prove to the world that you're my disciples. You got videos out there everywhere, everywhere where you got one church trying to disprove another church. And, 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 and you have people that are picketing and people. I mean, I saw so many videos of churches going after other churches um, because of the trunk or treat celebrations or or do we celebrate trick or treat or don't we celebrate trick or treat? Do we wear pants or do we wear makeup or don't we wear all of this stuff? And Jesus said, put the scripture back up. Put the scripture back up. Jesus said, your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. That's it. That's where the proof is. Where's the proof? Where's the proof? Where's the proof? Where's the proof? Loving one another. Let that one sink in. How I love you. How you love me is the proof that we're his disciples. Oh, but I have, I, it's, it's how I pray and how long I pray. That's not, that's, that, Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said, how you love one another. Now, now don't, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. Fellowship, fellowship says that every time we come into each other's presence, when we come into one another's presence, I benefit and you benefit that I profit and you profit that I gain and you gain that I get to take away something from you. But in turn, it's reciprocal. You take something from me. That is fellowship. If every time I leave or you leave someone's presence exhausted, consumed uninspired then that time that time wasn't fellowship you ever you ever leave somebody's presence exhausted ever ever just exhausted like oh my god you ever you ever do that like you leave someone's house then you get into your car and you have to decompress like whoa whoa I'm being, uh, can I be transparent? I mean, you, you ever experienced that? It's like, well, and then you try to, you, you try to, let, let's try to do this again. Let's just try. Maybe it was a bad, maybe it was a, you know, like a, just a bad, you know, and then you try, you, you try it again and yeah, it's not getting better. And then you try it and again and again. And before you know it, it's, it's exhausting. That's not fellowship. It could be friendship, and that's okay, but fellowship is different. Fellowship, you gain, and I gain. You profit, I profit. We, we both take something away. This is why we, 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 we desire and we yearn to be in each other's presence be, because of, of the, the, uh, the, 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 what you get out of it at the end. It's like, it's, I'm so excited to go. This is why our kids don't want to come to church, guys. Our kids don't want to come to church because they, they don't take anything. They don't get anything out of it sometimes. And this is our fault as the adults in, in, in the church house. And I'm talking about in general. I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about in general. Kids don't want to attend church. Why? They don't get anything out of it. There's nothing to gain. Adults are the only ones that are, you know, um, benefiting or profiting 
So if every time I leave your presence or you leave someone's presence uninspired, exhausted, consumed, the chances are it wasn't fellowship. Fellowship always involves mutual benefit. It always involves equality, equality being equal in status, rights, and opportunities. But also, um, um, it also involves equity, which means impartiality. It's, it's, it doesn't matter. It does It doesn't matter where I come from, how much money I make, what my status is. Fellowship says that when we come together, neutral ground, we're all the same, we're all equal. Doesn't matter if you're male and female. Doesn't matter if you're black and white. It it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It It doesn't matter what your status is. No matter how much wealth, no matter how much social status. Fellowship is a shared space. Somebody say shared space. It is a shared space. It is an atmosphere that I can always be certain that every time I walk away, I'm going to be better than when I arrived. That's what fellowship is. Man, I'm going to drag my butt to church because I know when church service is over, I'm going to be better off. Do you get that? Sometimes, listen, you ever have a sucky Sunday? Seriously, like a real sucky Sunday. Like, man, it's just, I just, I'm not feeling it today. But then you go to the church, and in the church, you bump into people, and people are encouraging and inspiring you, uplifting you. That's, that's what this is about. That's what fellowship does. This is what fellowship does. Fellowship, th- someone said to me, someone said to me um, this morning, because you know that, Again, we had, um, what's, what's it called? Fallback? Fallback, yeah? yeah. So it was good to see that even with, with, with an extra hour, there's still folk that made it late. Still. And at least, you know what? I, I was back there and I said, Heavenly Father, I'm, I'm, I'm at least glad that they're consistent. I'm just, I'm, I'll take that. I'm glad that they're consistent. But someone said to me, someone said to me, you know, um, people will come late, but they want to hang out for an extra hour after church. And you got George flicking the lights. Hey, you don't got to go home. You don't got to go home. They just stay extra, right? Extra time. But fellowship does that. When the environment is so healthy, you want to linger. You don't want to run out. You don't want to rush out. You just want to spend that time. Is everybody following me? Now, I can't give this kind of relationship, this kind of relationship, fellowship, to people that are outside of the realm of God's heavenly kingdom. Worship, I'm sorry, fellowship cannot be given to folk outside of the heavenly kingdom. And this is why Jesus said out of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said this, Jesus said, Seek the kingdom of God above. Okay, other virgins say first. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and he will give you what? He will give you what? But what is the condition? Above all things. What, are you, what is he telling you to seek first? His what? His what? So I want you to think about this. That would have been a perfect point for Jesus or moment in scripture to say, seek me first. But he didn't. 
That was a perfect place for him to say, seek God first. But he didn't. That was a perfect place for him to say, seek the Father, the Heavenly Father above all things. But he didn't. Jesus said to seek what? The what? The what? If there is genuine fellowship, genuine kononia, you best believe Jesus will be there. Fellowship is a sister and brotherhood of like-minded people that live in obedience to his will. So in that particular scripture, people were worried about what food to eat, what to drink, how to dress and what to dress. And they were, those, those were the worries. Jesus in turn says, hey, I'm going to give you an alternative position. If you pursue the kingdom above all things, all of those things will be provided for you. Did you get that? <laughs> Somebody gave me a, that's right, a Hispanic, amen. I haven't heard that in a long time. I said, amen. Yeah, yeah, oh, man, that brought me back. It brought me back to my child. I said, amen. Listen, and, and this is so, this is, this is vital. This is vital because when you pursue the kingdom, the kingdom is a domain where Jesus reigns. So if you find the kingdom, Jesus is saying, if you find the kingdom, you're going to find me. If you find the kingdom, you're going to find the father. If you, if you get to the kingdom, you're going to, you're going to get to God. Pursue what? The kingdom. Now, undivided commitment to God and seeking his reign through Jesus needs to be our primary concern as Jesus' disciples and followers. And, and sometimes we claim to be Christians, but what we pursue is church. Some people pursue pastor. If I, the, the, the better my relationship with, with the pastor is, then the better my relationship will be in that church. And I've told this church over and over, do not, do not put your hope in me because I can't save you and I will not save you. Are you listening? So, somebody gave me a muffled clap. That was a muffled clap. Like that was David. Yeah, I can't listen. I'm telling you, I can't save you. I won't save you. I, I just, it's just that's that's not my role. You have to be committed. You have to be committed to the kingdom, to Jesus. Listen to what listen to what Jesus said about his siblings in this time. In his ministry out of Matthew chapter 12 verse 46 and 50 I'm gonna explain this a little okay I don't have a lot of time to, to unpack it all but I just gonna explain listen to what Jesus said the differences he made he said Jesus was speaking to a crowd and his mother and brothers stood they stood they stood outside asking to speak to him this is important that you understand where everybody is in this scenario. Where were the people? Outside. Mom and brothers were where? Outside. Where was Jesus? Yeah. All right. Are you got you got that? Yeah. And they were outside asking, "Can we speak to him? Can we can we speak to him?" Go. Someone told Jesus, "Hey, uh, your your mom and your brothers are outside, and they want to speak to you." Jesus asked. Who 
is my mother? Who are my brothers? Where was Jesus when he said this? Where was he? Jesus is inside and he points and he said, then he pointed to his disciples. Who is he talking to? Not for everybody. This is for his disciples. Just like this isn't for everybody. This is for the disciples. He said, he points inside and he said, look, 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 what are my what? Ouch. Diantre, right? That's what we would say in Spanish. We would say, diantre, se chavo. You know, like, you were like, whoa. But this is literally, this is what Jesus is saying. Jesus was not rejecting his family or denying his family. But he wanted to establish some clear boundaries and parameters between God's family and his own family. Are you listening to that? Jesus wanted his followers to know then and now that spiritual relationships are vital. That spiritual relationships are important. They are needed. That we don't gather on a Sunday just to clap our hands, sing songs, and sing songs and give money. I need you just like you need me. He wanted us to know that being part of God's heavenly father supersedes family ties. His mother and siblings being outside is a very important part of this story. Where were they? Where were they? Where was the word? His word was inside. His teaching is inside. Was inside. His siblings and the mama we're outside. So I'm sure that Jesus' mom was a nice woman and that the brothers were nice. They were good people. But Jesus made a clear distinction between his own family and the family that lived according to the will of the father. Now, one can easily surmise that the mom and the siblings here probably weren't believers at that point. And I'm going to give you some scriptures to, to, to explain this, all right? So I'm not just going to throw that out there and like going, whoa, 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 really? Well, let me throw that out and just read some things. Go with me to Mark chapter 6, verse 1 through 6. Now, Jesus left that part of the country and he returned with his disciples to Nazareth. His, his what? This is where Jesus, he's coming back, right? He goes back, he's one of the homies, all right? So listen, listen, to, listen to what happens. Continue. The next Sabbath, he began to what? He began to what? He began teaching. So if he is teaching, that makes him a... If he is teaching, it makes him a... You got me? So he was teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were what? They asked, where did he get all of this wisdom and get the power to perform such miracles. Continue. Then they scuffed. You know what scuffing is? Is when you start grumbling and saying stuff in between your teeth. Like, look at him. Oh no, he don't. Uh-huh. You know how you be talking and you don't move your lips? And you're talking to your neighbor. Y'all know y'all be doing that. 
Oh, no, look, he ain't wearing that. Oh, he trying to wear them sneakers. Oh, look at him. I had somebody make fun of my sweater a couple days ago. I'm not going to say it was my sister. I'm not going to say that. That's scuffing. That's scuffing. That's when, yeah. All right. But listen, then they were scuffing and he, they said, he's just a what? What was Jesus doing? What was Jesus doing? Jesus was teaching. But what did they say? He's just a carpenter. Then they followed up and they said, the son of Mary, that's the son of Mary. The brother of James. Oh, they did not even acknowledge his dad. God, poor poor. They just skipped the dad. They were like, you know, his mom. Like, they just skipped because they're insinuating the whole thing that happened. So that's the son of Mary, not even Joseph. The son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. Continue. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended, and they refused to believe in him. Continue. Then Jesus told them, this is what Jesus said, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and, and, Jesus said that. And here you're having a hard time because somebody didn't want to speak to you. Somebody didn't like one of your posts. That's me. No. (laughs) Somebody didn't want to follow you. Is there another one? And because of their unbelief, this is Jesus, the Son of God, God with us on earth. The Son of God, because of this, their unbelief, he couldn't do. Yeah, wow. Among them, except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Is there another one after that one? And he was amazed. At their what? At their unbelief. Again, reading this helps us build a case for how he felt about his immediate family when he said, Who's, who, who are my brothers? Who's my mom? Go with me also to John chapter 7, verses 3 to 5. I mean, just I, I'm just because there's there are times that you don't understand. If we don't give context to what is happening in his personal life, then you're not understanding some of the things he's saying. So I'm trying to give you some context so you're understanding some of these things. So Jesus' brothers, who, who's speaking? Who's speaking? His brother said to him, leave here and go to Judea where your followers can see your miracles. You can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things and show yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. Are you all following me? Are you all getting this? This is what Jesus, this is, the, this is what he had to deal with as, as he, is, he, he is starting his ministry. Now later, we do find out in scripture how their lives, his siblings, his mom, we're all changed and transformed. We find that at the, at the foot of the cross, at the foot of the cross, when all of the disciples all left him, his mama was there. And she wasn't there just because it was maternal love. 
She was there because she knew that there was something about this person. We later also find that his brother James and Jude then continue and they joined the movement of Christianity and they died as martyrs. The same guys that are saying, go, they didn't believe in them. They then die a martyr's death. I think one is stoned and another one was beheaded. Ask my sister if she will be stoned for me. Jemina. <laughs> but I am. You don't believe me? I am. Nope. <laughs> Jesus' life and testimony was such that his family was won over, but the family did not win Jesus over. Are, are you understanding that? The testimony of Jesus was such that he won his family, but his family did not win him over. When Jesus was in that house, he was establishing this is my family. This is my purpose. This is my destiny. This is my mission. These guys here, if you want to be part of my life, then you got to be part of this. Now, I bring all of this up because Jesus did not allow relational loyalties to discourage and, pers and, and persuade him away from his mission and his purpose. Jesus was loyal to his spiritual family. And this is important for us not to miss this. Jesus did not compromise his family, his friendship, or his friendliness for his spiritual family's fellowship, for their koinonia. This is important. This is above all things. We're living in a time where we're quick to drop everything. And compromise anything and everything. Not thinking about Jemida or Merari and, and, and Bryant and, and Dr. Gladys and Alexis and, and my sister Sandra and, and over here and, and Tanisha. Listen, every time I am not in the fellowship, I'm not important into their life. They're not important into my life. So Jesus didn't drop or stop what he was investing in. He didn't do it to entertain his family. He knew the reason and the purpose and the mission why he was here on earth. And if it mattered to Jesus, then I think it should matter to us. Why should I feel, why should I feel that me not being with my family isn't important to them? The best part of my day, the best part of my week is, is, is when I get to this place. And, and it's not so, so that I could play a keyboard or, or, or hear, hear me up here stutter. So it's because I want to see you guys. I enjoy being in your presence. I enjoy being in your life. I enjoy what I take away from when we are together. Listen to what, out of Luke, listen to, listen to this, out of Luke chapter 10, verse 38, 42. Listen to the contrast here in this story. So as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named, a woman named 
she welcomed them into what? Her own. Check it out. Her sister. So you've got two characters here, right? Those are the protagonists. Martha and... All right. So they sat... So I'm sorry. Mary sat at the Lord's feet. She was doing what? Listening to what he taught. Continue. But Martha was what? Was what? Was what? She was distracted with all the big... uh, With the dinner she was preparing. Continue. She came to Jesus and said, and this is how I know that Martha was Puerto Rican. I'm telling you, Martha was Puerto Rican. She she was Puerto Rican. She came to Jesus and said, (laughs) she's talking to the son of God. Lord, doesn't it seem unfair? I'm sure she had her hand right here. Doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work. Tell her. That's the Puerto Rican side. Tell her to come and help me. Que pantalón, right? Wow. But then the Lord said to her, <laughs> I can see him chuckling, dear Martha, dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all of these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. But the child as a as a as a, a Puerto Rican dominant woman, tough woman. But listen, there is only one thing worth being concerned about. Think, think about that. Think about all the stuff that we will leave each other behind for. I can't. Why? We got to pour some concrete today. Oh, I can't. Why? I got to fix the fence. Oh, I can't. Why? Uh, yeah, football game is going. And you know what? And, and George is here, and George needs you. And Tito is here, and Tito needs you. And 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 my sister Sandra is here, and she needs you. We got two Sandras now, and 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 and, and the Guy family, Narissa, and these guys. You know, like we 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 need you, but but, but you're lost. You're lost in the details. You're lost in the details. One was distracted with impressing Jesus. While the other one wanted to impart. One of them wanted an impression, but the other wanted an impartation. So, so one wanted to impress, but the other one said, nah, I, I need some of that word. And Martha, I'm sure, listen, what she was doing was a good thing. Don't you think that was a good thing? She's preparing a meal for Jesus. Don't you think that was a good thing? If that would have been me. And Martha, you doing what? You making some food? Girl, you better go help that sister. <laughs> Get that thing going. <laughs> you better go ahead. <laughs> but listen, there, there are times that we think, there are times that we think that we're doing good things. And just because we're doing good things, just because we think that we're doing good things, doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. 
And there's a big difference between doing something that's good and then something that's the right thing to do. And, 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 and listen, I, I can tell you, um, my, my sister, my brother, I have, I have, I have family uh, dear to me in Delaware and, 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 and nearby. On a Sunday, my time, my fellowship, no one will interrupt that. Listen, no one will interrupt that. And, and I've been married for 32 years. You could ask my wife, no one will interrupt my time with my family and my family, this family. Are you getting that? This is, this is important. I, there is Monday, there all the way to Saturday, they got me. But on this day, I'm going to pause. Not only do I pause, but I taught my children to pause. Everything stops. On Sunday, we're going to pause. It's only an hour 30 minutes. And this time, if you guys remember the old days when you used to go to church, it was seven hours. Six, seven hours. Sometimes you have three services on a Sunday. You have to stop and get lunch in between <laughs> to carry you over. We're talking about an hour just to, just to spend a time together, a moment together to embrace each other, to say hello, to see each other's face, to hear God's word. There are times that we can get so overwhelmed with trying to do what seems right that we miss doing what we should do. First John chapter one, verse seven, this speaks about where we are today in our culture. But if, but if, but if, but if, first John chapter one, verse seven says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, what do we have? We have fellowship with what? And the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. But the problem is, keep that verse up. The problem is that not all of us, there isn't a we walk attitude. There is an I walk attitude. Leave the scripture out. There's an I walk. I, I walk. There isn't a one another. It's what's best for, what feels good for. It's all about Oh, me. So unfortunate that that's our modern day Christianity. We are more and more and more developing into this people that says, I walk in light. I am more than okay with that. And though now we have, you know, online services, people have become more and more isolated. I need you. You need me. You know the Ascension family, Sergio and his family. Rosita, can you guys stand to your feet? You heard how I did that? See, you should have took Spanish. That's how I learned it. Learned that in school. I ain't <laughs> But these, these guys left their, their home in Mexico. Do, do you have family in Delaware? Tiene familia en Delaware? 
una hermana, un hermano, Rosita, no, no, have a seat. Listen, it is important for these people when they come here on Sunday, I want them to be showered with brotherhood and sisterhood. That they don't need to, they don't need to have the anxiety or the depression of not having their family around. Why? Because we could feel that. There are widows and widowers that don't need to feel abandoned and left. Orphans. There are, there are, there are, are single moms. There are separated folk, divorced folk. If they are in the company of this brotherhood and this sisterhood, they don't need to feel lonely. Don't need to feel it. It's filled. It's, it's filled. Are you listening? Are you getting it? Compañerismo. Compañerismo. Brotherhood, fellowship. Sometimes we say, I'm at peace. I'm okay with not showing up. I need to be there. I got to drag my butt there, man. I need to see Angel. Angel, God bless you. I love you, Angel. It's, it's, it's important. Like, you, you don't know how valuable it is for us to be in each other's, you know, a- angel, angel, has your life changed a little, just a little? A lot. Come on, man. 100%. Will, hey, Will in the back doing the sound. Look at Will in the back doing the sound. Has your, <laughs> is, is your life just changed a little? Yes. Oh, man, it's a different brotherhood. It's a different sisterhood. This family is valid. This family is important. I can be vulnerable and transparent with these people here. You, you know, my sister, I, whatever. But you guys, you guys. <laughs> and this is what all month I want us, I want us spending a little time talking about why we need each other. You know, this month we're celebrating Thanksgiving in our country. Regardless, I don't know what other countries do or what. Listen, and, and I don't want a calendar to dictate when I'm going to sit at the table to be thankful. No. So, so I want to leave you with a few things as we wrap up. The Bible says that the, that the church of Acts... In chapter 2, verse 42, and I don't have that scripture up, but, but the Bible says that this first church, this very first church, listen, this is what this first church did. The very first church, this is how they had church. Are you ready? This is how they had church. And, and sometimes we think that having to keep, this was, this was awesome today, the singing and the clapping and, and, and you know, everybody's singing and all of that, that's wonderful, it's beautiful. The drums and, you know, and Adrian <laughs> screaming and, yeah, you know, it's, it's all wonderful. It's, but, but, but none of that stuff, none of it is what this church was doing. And the Bible says, the Bible says that God added numbers daily to that church, daily to that church. Daily to that church, adding numbers. That church was growing, growing. 
What did they do? Number one, they were devoted to the apostles' teachings. They were devoted to Bible study. Just learning the Bible. I wanted to know, they wanted to hear the teachings of Jesus. Number two, they were devoted to fellowship. Say fellowship. fellowship. They had to be in each other's company. And I want to tell you, they had different restrictions than the restrictions we have today. No one, you don't have government telling you you can't be here or, or, or that there is a risk of your execution for being here. But these guys were doing this every day. Number three, they were devoted to communion, which involved the Lord's Supper, breaking bread together, remembering Jesus. They did this every day. And number four, prayer. That's it. That's all they did. You, you, they, this church did that. That's what they did. That was their formula for growth. I go to conferences every year to hear six steps, seven steps, three steps, two steps, how to grow your church, how to grow your church, how to grow your church, what program to put in place. Come on, this is growth tracks, and this is um, growth pathways, and this one is, and you just, it is different things, but this is what they did every day. The teachings, fellowship, communion, and prayer. That's all they did. So I want to give you these calls of action for you to take with you this week. And I want you to implement this all month, all month. Are you ready? All right. Number one. Number one. No, no, no. Okay. So number one, we are going to get better at doing this. Number one. Make a commitment to be better to your church family. Make a commitment to be better to your church family. What are you going to do? Let's make a commitment to be better. I just want to be better. Listen, if you're good, you just be a little better. (laughs) David's in the back sweating. Make a commitment to be better to the church family. Just make a commitment to be better. That's all. um, Where is um, Patricia... Edwards. She's teaching. teaching. Drag her out over here. Just pull her out by her feet. (laughs) She's so ghetto. I'm telling you. That's why I said Martha was Puerto Rican. Martha was probably her sister or her great. I'm telling you. They're probably related. Stay right there. Right there. Stay at a distance. Patty, where's your family? Where? So Chile is, you could get in your car and you're driving there. Huh? When was the last time you saw your family? Huh? Two years ago. Do you have, do you have siblings here? Do you have a dad here? Do you have a mom here? No one here. There is no reason for a person to be taken over by loneliness if they have such a family. Okay, I didn't do this to make you cry. I didn't, it's not to make you cry. But, but can I tell you something? Do these people matter to you? Are they important to you? Yeah. So when you come here on a Sunday, this is not about just fulfilling your calendar, your checklist. You're going to check. No, I'm here because Patty doesn't have a family and I'm going to be there. I'm going to fulfill that. 
And, and I want the little, bo- the little boys, Elijah and, and Gabby, I want them to have many uncles, black uncles, white uncles, skinny uncles, fat uncles, skinny little ones, tall ones, all kind of uncles. And, and, and Gabby, and, I mean, it's, it's, this is valuable, it's important. The service finishes, I don't run out of here. I try to pause and get on my knees to hug Gabby and, and Elijah and play with them so that they know there is, uh, I think that guy's my grandfather. <laughs> and you guys, you know, when, especially, especially for people that have left their country to come to this country for betterment or for whatever circumstances, you, you don't understand the loneliness of it all and how church is vital. So, so to, to, I'm sorry, you can, you can, I don't want to keep, te amo, te quiero mucho, bye. So I want to be, if I'm good to her, I want to be a little better. And, and we can go, I can go on through the story, because I see, I know all of the, the different stories of every face here. I know all of your, I know most of your stories. So it bugs me, it, it, it you know, when you don't take when you take for granted what your presence does in the life of another brother and a sister, it's medicine. It's healing. You want to break racism? Break it here. Not posting garbage on, on, on social media. Teach your little children. That's what a Puerto Rican looks like. Look how wonderful they are. Look how beautiful they are. That's a Mexican right there. Look at a Mexican. <laughs> Don't allow media to, to, to paint these pictures of who we are and what we are and all of those things. No, man, I love those people. That's my family. It's my familia. You know, it's like, this is, this is, we do life together. And in the same way, it teaches me about white folk. Yeah, that's what, it, this is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't you allow all of that garbage out there to dictate and to mess up your heart of how you feel about the people, the people that are covered and called by the name of Jesus. That's my brother. That's my sister. Oh, yeah, but you know, you want to know. What? Stop it. Not in this fellowship. Not in this church. Not in this house. So I want us to make a commitment to be better. We want to be better to each other. I said this uh, several years ago. Number two, work harder at being present in every area in the lives of your spiritual brothers and sisters. Christmas is coming. Thanksgiving is coming. First day of school comes. Think about the things that I get to do with all of my family and then pause and think a little bit about these families that we have talked about and mentioned that may not have that. Hey, baby, do we have a little extra money? Yeah, can we buy a little gift? Something extra? Yeah, we could do that? Yeah, yeah. Let's buy a gift and let's take it and give it to this child on behalf of us all so we could be better. It's the fellowship. It's my people. Kinonia. Number three, look for ways to sow into the lives of your spiritual family. Find ways to bless others. To be a blessing to others. Don't find ways to try to rip your brother and sister off. I'm being serious. It's got to stop. I'm not saying that we do that here. 
I, seriously, personally, I will ask you to leave the church if I find out you're hurting your brothers and your sisters financially trying to take advantage of them. Number four, sh- work on showing in actions your appreciation for your church family and not take their roles and their, and, 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 and their lives for granted. Don't take it lightly. Number five, this is the most important one. I want us all participating this month and then transitioning into December and transitioning all year. Plan on hosting a family in your home. If you're comfortable, and I know that there are restrictions, all of that stuff. Where's um Rebecca? Re- Rebecca and the uh, Tuckers. Hey, man, because of the pandemic, hey, they had lunch and dinner outside. And, and just stay, that's fellowship, koinonia, or kinonia. Spend time with each other. Plan on hosting a family. Spending some time. Brothers. Can I hear the brothers? Take a moment. Take one of your brothers to lunch. Have some coffee. Take one of the young persons course with the permission of the parent you don't want to take me to take them out to get in trouble and stuff like that but try to mentor pour into somebody's life george and i were were we we were on the receiving end of many amazing men that blessed us growing up we laugh today we laugh all the time we say yo we we become those guys we become Richard and we become beno and we become and we i remember those guys in, the, in my dad's church we've become those guys but I'm grateful for those guys. They helped shape the man I am today. So I want us as fellas, I want us to, to pause and, and make some plans to, to do some stuff internally with your family. You know, I bet you that there's some folk here that probably don't know each other's names. Sometimes I talk to people that go, you know that guy? Yeah, the, 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 that guy, he's like this, like that. That guy. You don't know his name? How long you been in church? I'm just not good with names. Stop it. I want us to work on hosting families. Listen to what I'm saying. Not clicks. But I want us to look around and say, can I, can I have the Edwards family come over my house? Can, can, can I have Ascension family come over my house and do some dinner and, and spend some time with them? Is everybody getting that? Women, plan some lunch. Plan some lunch as well. With with, with some of the younger sisters and pour into them. Wives and those women that have years of experience that you can talk to younger people. Younger wives. No, baby, that's not how you do it. Uh Uh-uh. So I think that was my plan six, two. That was all in there. It's It's all clumped up together. Plan for a lunch or coffee. Spend some time together. I want us to stand to our feet. There's so, so much loneliness, in particular with the pandemic. A lot of loneliness, isolation, all of those things. But we got to find ways to be better. We, we got to find ways. I remember one time uh, we showed up to, I think it was, was it Miriam's house, honey? 
We showed up to Miriam's house on, I don't know, we, had, we hadn't seen each other. It was a couple, but we just showed up and Mar Miriam came out and she, she just started crying at the door because we hadn't seen each other because of the pandemic. We were all separated and she started crying and now we're over here all like, this is not why we showed up, but you know, it, but it, it's, it's, we need each other, man. Like we really, really, really need each other. I don't, I don't want us to take this lightly. So on, 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 listen, if you can, during the week, make all your schedule, but we only give this time, an hour and a half. This is it. Try to schedule everything else around it. To say, I, I need to be there. Why? Luis needs me. Luis, you need me. Yeah. And I need you, Pablo. You know what Pablo said to me? On Thursday. On Thursday, I said to Pablo, I said, yo, bro, miss you, man. And he goes, when we gonna get together, you're not too busy. <laughs> and he walked away. <laughs> too busy. So I, I prayed, I said, Lord, I pray that a star falls, falls from heaven, a meteor, and just. <laughs> but no, no, listen, we need each other. We, we do, we need each other. And whatever your Whatever your, your extra stuff that you do, you know, I, I don't want to be that, that pastor who's telling you guys, but just let's think a little more internally to love one another. And um, Miss Sandra, so good to see you. So good to see you, huh? You, be, you beat us because we were, we were, I wanted to come to see you and you, be, you beat us. We have a sister. Her name is Kim Wat, uh, Watkins. I shared with us. With, with you all. She comes from Jamaica. Um, where does she live? She, she lives in Dover. From Dover all the way to Newcastle, I would say there's probably 2,000 or 3,000 churches. I would say about 2,000, 3,000 churches, probably from Dover to here. We probably have that in one block. But, but she drives from Dover to come here to spend time with us all because of how she feels. Several weeks ago, she was in a horrible, horrible, tragic accident, car accident that's left, left her without being able to walk. She's a single mom, and she is now in... Yes, but where? Malvern, Malvern Pennsylvania. Yeah. So, so we're trying to find ways to be a blessing to her where she is in the same way that we were blessing for her when she was here. It's important, guys. It's, it's real important. So, so you know, let's let's find creative ways to reach across, and love one another, and 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 make sure that we're building long-lasting relationships. This is worship. This is kinonia. This is fellowship. This is what this is about. All right. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnote.org. See you next time.